This is an AMI podcast. I'm Dave Brown, and this is a podcast version of AMI's Morning Show, now with Dave Brown. Catch the live broadcasts weekdays from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern on AMI-audio and AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-audio and AMI-tv on AMI-audio and AMI.ca for the last day ever. TV only and podcast only as of tomorrow, but I'll share more details about that eh, in about an hour or so. September marks Guide Dog Access Awareness Month. Having a guide dog means having to do a bunch of self-advocacy in the moment, but there are things that everyone can do to be more inclusive and welcoming to guide dogs and their handlers. Larissa Proctor is the manager of CNIB Guide Dog Advocacy and joins us now to tell you a bit more. Hey, good morning, Larissa. Great to chat with you. Good morning, Dave. Thanks for having me. So, Larissa, this is right in the name of the month, but let's dig a little bit deeper. What is the goal of Guide Dog Access Awareness Month? Yeah, absolutely. So the goal of Guide Dog Access Awareness Month is to raise awareness about the rights of guide dog handlers and the rights and legal responsibilities of businesses when they're providing services or access to a guide dog team. Um, This year, we're focusing on guide dog access in the workplace. So we know that despite existing human rights legislation, many people who work with guide dogs are still facing barriers to employment. And we want people to know that employers can't reviews refuse to interview, hire, or accommodate someone because they have a guide dog. In all of Canada's provinces and territories, human rights legislation prohibits discrimination against someone with a guide dog, um, and the penalties for discrimination range from $100 to $10,000. Larissa, it only really takes a couple of conversations with guide dog handlers to hear about some of these discriminations that take place on a daily basis. What are some of these big concerns that advocates are raising when it comes to guide dog access? Yeah, I think the primary concern is that people are still being denied access despite the existence of human rights legislation. So we know that guide dogs and their handlers are allowed access to any place that the public would normally have access to. But people are still being denied access to public spaces like stores, restaurants, hotels, taxis and ride chairs, just to name a few. Um, Guide dog handlers also face discrimination when trying to access employment. So we want employers and businesses to understand that ignorance is not an excuse. If they don't realize that they're breaking the law, it doesn't change the fact that laws still protect the rights of guide dog handlers. Businesses have a legal responsibility to respect the rights of guide dog teams. Let's go a little bit deeper into that policy side. What? Mm -hmm. Because you mentioned these are human rights legislations and decisions that exist on the books. There is government policy. There are certain corporations that actually do have these policies on the book as well to say, no, no, you cannot deny someone access. And yet those access denials still continue. So what are advocates wanting to see? when it comes to corporate and government policy in regards to guide dog access? So we'd like to see businesses and service providers respect the existing legislation that protects the rights of guide dog teams. Uh, Too often in my position, I hear from people who've been told that they're not allowed inside a business or they're treated differently or asked to leave because they're working with a guide dog. 
Um, it is not okay to offer someone a different level of service because they have a guide dog. So, uh, for example, seating somebody in a different area of a restaurant or asking them to stay on the pet friendly floor of the hotel, those things are not okay. That's a different level of service than anybody else would receive. So we want people to understand that guide dogs belong everywhere and it's the law. Um, we also want businesses to know that, you know, they need to educate their employees about the rights of guide dog teams so that people can go about their day-to-day lives and know that their rights are going to be respected. Mm -hmm. Uh, we also want people, businesses to, uh, recognize the rights of guide dog teams within policies. So, uh, for example, a no dogs policy at a business should explicitly state that it does not apply to guide dogs. Larissa, I understand this question can be interpreted as somewhat controversial and maybe we're entering Mm -hmm. some dangerous territory here. And if you tell me to zip it up and move on, I will. (laughs) But are people continuing to misunderstand how support animals are entirely different than guide dogs? And maybe I'm being overly diplomatic in using the word misunderstand. No, this is actually a really good question, Dave. Um, There is so much confusion about the difference between guide dogs and other working dogs. So when I say other working dogs, I mean uh, service dogs, emotional support animals, therapy dogs. There's a lot of confusion, uh, particularly about the rights and legislation that protect them. So uh, both guide dogs and service dogs have access rights and they're protected under human rights legislation across Canada. On the other hand, therapy dogs and emotional support dogs do not have access rights, so they require specific permissions to enter restaurants, hotels, and other businesses. I think you did a really nice job of staying out of the trouble there. I, I, I guess I put, you, I put you in a tough spot and you you did a beautiful job of working your way through those rocky waters. Well done. Uh, Larissa, let's come back to the actual month of Guide Dog Access Awareness. How can people get involved in spreading the message in regarding to access? What would you like people to do, whether it be on social, in person, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so people can support the campaign in a number of ways. I would say uh, liking, commenting on, and sharing our social media posts throughout the month of September would be very helpful. Uh, People can ask businesses in their communities to display our guide dogs welcome window decals, which which can be um, ordered by calling CNIB's contact center. Um, people can also learn about the rights of guide dog handlers and guide dog etiquette and share that information in their networks. Mm, yeah, the etiquette side of it is a big one. I know we didn't get into that too, too much in this conversation, but knowing that when that dog is on harness, you just leave it alone. Don't bother it at yes. all. And I think that's something yes. that people are still uh, a little bit baffled by, although there's almost nothing more beautiful than when a guide dog gets let off harness and uh, gets, to be, <laughs> gets to be a real dog. To this day, it still baffles me that we can sort of professionalize a dog. You can barely professionalize me, let alone a, a, an animal with like the intelligence of a five-year-old. It's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive how they can completely shift when they're in harness. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It still blows me away to this day. Uh, Larissa, are there going to be any kinds of uh, events that people can join in person? Mm-hmm. So we have lots of stuff happening throughout the month. Um, last week, we hosted a webinar to share information with guide dog handlers about how they can advocate to remove barriers in their own communities. Um, that recording is available soon to anybody who wants it. They can contact me by email. Uh, we'll be ho- hosting lunch and learns for employers and employment agencies throughout the month of September to provide them with information and resources. Uh, We're producing and sharing public education videos, which will be released throughout the month of September on our social media and on our website. Uh, We're sharing an op-ed in early September. 
Later in the month, we'll be hosting information sessions about our Guide Dog Handlers Advocacy Toolkit for anyone who's interested in learning about um, how Guide Dog Handlers can advocate for their rights. Uh, and of course, we'll be sharing everything on our social media channels. I, I imagine that a regular viewer of this program or listener of this program knows where those channels are, but maybe Larissa, just give us a, a couple points of contact where folks should go to try and find some of those posts. Yeah, people can find us on all social media. So you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, you know, just just look us up CNIB. You can find us on, on pretty much all the social media. <laughs> <laughs> Once you look up CNIB and you follow that, you're going to get all the good trickle downs you're that good. come yeah. from that. Absolutely. Hey, Larissa, this has been a real pleasure. Thank you for enlightening us. And I hope this month ends up being really fruitful. And uh, we'll keep doing our part on that advocacy front as well, making sure that people are aware of the rights of guide dog handlers. Great. Thank you so much, Dave. Have a great day. You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.